Welcome to another episode of Irreverent Question the Rev with me, Jamie Franklin, and my colleague, Thomas Pelham, looking very smart, ready to answer your questions today. And if you have any questions, you can always send them through to irreverentpod at gmail.com. And you may be the lucky one whose question is selected. Today, we have a question from Ben, who says... What do you think of meditation? And he's included some of his thinking as the background here, as you can see, Tom. Okay. He, writes, he writes, I've been involved with Zen meditation for many years. Some of the people I knew in the Zen scene were Catholics after a fashion. And I know there have been Catholic Zen teachers. Um, presumably he's talking about Roman Catholic, I think there. I sometimes feel if I'd known about and had some support in Christian meditation or contemplation practices, I might not have gone to Zen. And one part of me coming back to Christianity was realizing that there are some practices like you find in the cloud of unknowing that seem similar to Zen practices. Well, the Jesus prayer might be thought of in some ways as like reciting the name of Amida Buddha or the Hare Krishna, not Buddhist, but Eastern nonetheless. If it's not too presumptuous, I might say I was seeking God all along and through the journey, he somehow brought me back to the starting point. Uh, he's heard Dan Daniel mention the desert fathers on the show. And he mentions passages in a book called the book of mystical chapters, some of which might be excerpts from the uh, Philokalia, which is a book of, um, of sayings that comes from the Eastern Orthodox Church. He writes, but at the same time, I've sometimes gotten the impression that the church, broadly construed, isn't so hot on meditation slash contemplation. Also, he's curious whether there's much interest in meditation slash contemplation in the Anglican or broader Protestant tradition. So far, the stuff he's come across, e.g. Thomas Merton, Thomas Keaton, the Jesus Prayer, is Catholic or Orthodox. Quite a lot of stuff there, Tom, to yeah. chew on. There is. Um I guess the starting point would be I'd be very careful with Thomas Merton as he's not, um, he comes a bit too close to, um, and I guess this is the problem with some, some sort of Christian takes on meditation um, is, that, is that it ends up being a bit sort of um, pantheistic, you know, sort of, um, I mean, certainly Thomas, Thomas Merton is, is, comes across like that occasionally, some of the prayers he puts in uh, around his, he does the Book of Hours, doesn't he? Um, I don't know. So, uh, the only the only thing I know of Thomas Merton is a seven seven story mountain, which I I think is a fantastic and deeply moving book. But I don't know anything beyond that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, admittedly, my only real um, uh, encounter with Thomas Merton was through a, uh, a someone uh, uh, an ordinance who actually we were just discussing Jamie uh, quoting him at a, um, a Wednesday. Cuddleston meetings and so i'm not inclined to uh give give that might say more about the uh the the source that was mediating thomas merton than, than the, yeah merton himself, might, perhaps i don't um, know but I, I meditation well i mean i was when i hear when i think of meditation in, in christianity i immediately recall psalm 119 verse 15 i meditate on your precept and consider your ways so meditation can be very good but i think um the key is in that in that um point it's not sort of aimless meditation or sort of um but actual meditation directly on god's word on his um uh, on his uh, th that is given to us in in the bible or in christ jesus um and so meditation needs to be kind of focused i, th I think uh, i think that's one of the things uh, that i would say meditation needs to be focused on christ uh, either through the word of god as the bible or in some way through a sort of mystical um uh, tradition such as the Jesus prayer, which is very much um, sort of Christ-centered. 
otherwise, um, yeah, you could be in danger of uh, of wandering off uh, from sort of specific to general revelation, so to speak, um, which, as we all know, I'm skeptical of. So the Jesus. Sorry, Tom, were you finished or? Yeah, I finished. I finished. Um, the Jesus prayer being a prayer that is is usually associated with the Eastern Orthodox Church, where uh, the person praying says the words, a variation on the words, all the words, um, Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of God, have mercy upon me, a sinner. And they repeat that prayer over and over again, usually using a prayer rope, which is similar to a, a rosary. So there's I've actually got there, one just there. Oh, that's one there. Yep. So if you're watching this on Odyssey, uh, then you can see Tom's prayer rope, which is there. Um, um, some people say, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not skeptical of the Jesus prayer in any way, but just to, um, just to sort of play the devil's advocate here, some more uh, people who would be more in the Protestant tradition would say, might say that um, this is just sort of mindless repetition. And the kind of um, the kind of sort of babbling and multiplication of words that Christ speaks against in the mm. Sermon on the Mount, um, but I don't they, find that critique particularly persuasive. Well, no, because you, you could just one one second. Okay, just, can I just give one just while it's fresh in my mind? Go on. Because one of the reasons is when you look at the Sermon on the Mount, the thing that Christ is actually speaking against is the repetition of prayer, so that other people will hear. And so that you will impress other people. So I think it's a, I think it's a slightly different reason that he talks about doing long prayers. There's nothing lo- wrong with long prayers as such, but there is something wrong with doing long or repetitive prayers if they're done in order to impress other people. So that that's just what I was going to say. Yeah, and I, and I you know I was just saying I think as an addendum to that, like the, the open prayer that you get in some evangelical sort of um, low church services can can actually be a bit more be quite babbly aimless and a little bit too much of impressive impressing other people um i think sometimes yeah there's a there's a, there's a danger of that so i mean you could equally turn it back around to the sort of prayer that that, that, um, that they might do i i mean i i sometimes use it uh especially um if uh it, the prayer the prayer rope amongst other things helps me keep my mind fixed on on god rather than on you know wondering because it's and that's kind of the whole point isn't it it's it's yeah. uh you keep yourself you, you sort of um you allow your mind to wander but you gently bring it back towards god with the prayer and using the physical act of the beads um to do that but i just i just um i don't think it's it's vain babbling i don't think it's vain babbling uh especially if it's on your own and you, you know and, and that's where it's best used i don't however quite i don't like the um there's a sort of uh almost um equivalent to sort of the our father and the rosaries uh praying in catholicism uh in in eastern orthodox where you can use it as a sort of um almost a work that that's that that, that, that earns you grace at times it feels a little bit like that um sort of you know or or that that, that enables you to repent from sin so you might so someone might sort of be instructed to do you know several hundred repetitions of the jesus prayer as a response to something they've done and i, and I don't really like that um i think that's a, that's way too much of a, of a of a work-based sort of um transactional sort of idea it should be just to just to enhance your own relationship with god i may be wrong though yeah i mean that's sort of getting into a question around um penance isn't it which uh, yeah. which um we shouldn't go too far down that road because it will get us off the point um but of course, you know, um, Catholics would have a way of 
thinking about that, wouldn't they? Which which they'd want to come back on, but we won't go we won't we won't go back on that now. Um, the question about um, the Anglican or broader Protestant tradition, I think my well, actually, sorry, something before that. Um, a book recommendation on the Jesus Prayer is, of course, the Way of the Pilgrim, which is a, a book which was written in the nineteenth century by an anonymous uh, pilgrim. Uh, who's um, wandering through Russia trying to learn about the Jesus prayer. And it is a, it's an, it's an astonishing book. And I do, I do highly recommend it. It's, it's a book which I, I really believe is, is imbued with, with the Holy spirit. It is a remarkable book. So to learn more about the Jesus prayer, the way of the pilgrim, which is widely available um, on, um, I think I've got it in an SPCK classics edition which is widely available on amazon and so on in the anglican tradition um i think anglicanism and you can you can tell me what you think tom but i think anglicanism is more of a wordy tradition so when you think about the book of common prayer or you think about somebody like lancelot andrews there's much more of a tradition of um more more sort of elaborate prayers which are um which are elaborations on scripture um which are more comprehensive in the way that they use language to engage prayer and liturgy. So if you read, uh, for example, um, the private prayers of Lancelot Andrews, they're very sort of long, they're very, very beautiful prayers, but they're certainly not sort of meditative in the sense that he takes a theme and sort of repeats it. And, you know, you do it in a still kind of silent way. They're prayers which are written to be sort of prayed out loud in a poetic fashion and um yeah so so that's that's yeah and so so the book of common prayer as well it sort of comes it comes out of a medieval monastic tradition albeit with lots and lots of scripture lots of recitation of psalms uh, beautiful con- beautifully constructed collects and things like that but very different to the kind of eastern tradition of uh, you know things around the jesus prayer and that kind of thing i don't know what your view is tom well, that, i mean, I mean the eastern the institution have their longer prayers as well and their hymns of praise and their Kentucky, their Kentuckians and, and, you know, and, and wordy liturgy as well. I, there is a, there is a meditative, there is a sort of, um, I mean, Lancelot Andrews um, is, is maybe is, is known for his sort of center of mystical experience in Anglicanism, which is a bit more, um, I think, you know, that the idea of uh, that rediscovery of Athanasius, um, uh, you know, God became man, so the man might become God, which is linked with the sort of the idea of theosis, which is which is linked inextricably with the idea of, of meditation and meditative practices. Um, uh, but yeah, I I, I, I tend to, I tend to agree with you there, Jamie. Um, Anglicanism doesn't have that much uh, of a starting place for uh, you know, or at least that, in our historic formularies of the Church of England, there's not that much of a starting place for the sort of um, strictly meditative. Um, traditions yep. but as with all things in anglicanism because it is anglicanism uh, there's always kind of space for um you know sort of openness i suppose you would say to these things and and the eastern church does uh, influence many anglican priests and laity and the the use of the jesus prayer is i would say reasonably widespread i've i've used it myself quite a lot and i know other people who have as well um i think you're right tom meditation is clearly a biblical idea i was thinking about psalm chapter one you know um put it open here um his delight speaking about the the blessed man his delight is in the law of the lord and on his law he meditates day and night meditating Mm -hmm. on the word of god 
you also have other positive examples of meditation as well. I think it's Jacob who's meditating in the field, isn't he? When he's waiting for his, um, for his uh, betrothed to come to him. Um, and of course, I think it's fair to say that Christ was meditating on scripture when he was in the uh, wilderness and you could, you know, you could just, you could multiply examples, but you're quite right that it's, 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 it's almost always explicitly said that it's focused in some way on, on scripture. And I think that might be a key difference. I, I don't know really very much um, to say this, but it seems to me that lots of the kind of Eastern forms of meditation are more about emptying your mind um, and trying to, in emptying your mind, trying to be, uh, achieve a oneness with uh, this, um, the spiritual environment. Um, or you know the, the spiritual realm that underlies everything whereas i would say a christian approach is is very much more about trying to fill your mind with scripture with thoughts of god with thoughts of christ and all that kind of stuff uh that might be a slightly simplistic take but that's that's what i would say we should probably draw a line under things there yep um and uh thank you everyone for listening and uh we hope that's been helpful in some way to ben and anyone yep. else who is uh, thinking about these kind of topics as I say, yep. do write in with any other questions for Question the Rev, reverendpod at gmail.com, and we look forward to being with you again next time.